This is the Bull Mountain Brothers Podcast. Does it classify you as an adult to own an umbrella? What's the other one you use? Grubhub or something? Grubhub? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not getting it for you. Now he's the yawn guy? I just wanted to take a moment of your time to talk to you about one of our sponsors, F&H Contracting and Fence, located in Billings, Montana. If you're looking to spruce up your yard or want a little more privacy for them summer backyard barbecues, or maybe you just need part of your fence repaired, contact our friends at F&H Contracting and Fence by texting 406-661-7484. From front yards to farmyards and even chain link to vinyl, they've got you covered. Now back to the action. Five, four, three, two, one. This is the BMB Network, and you're listening to the 66th podcast of the Bull Mountain Brothers podcast. I still think you messed that up. What do you mean? Go ahead, Riley. Well, we just got back from discovering time travel and bringing Matt back from 1940. Matt, how are you? I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're here with our buddy Chance Windsor. Uh, this is a Lodge Crew episode. That was underrated. Come on. That deserved way more. F- <laughs> they already knew it couldn't have been Matt. He's never been this good looking in his entire life. <laughs> Sean, Sean dying over here? Uh, can we pan to Sean real quick? Sean, Sean is out. Sean's gone. Oh my gosh, <laughs> boys! How are we? Oh. Uh, doing pretty good. I'm I'm not so bad at this point, I suppose. Wow, we're gonna get to why chances here in a little bit, Oof. but let's do a little bit of what's up. Sorry, I spit right into the microphone. I apologize. Yeah, we're actually gonna do a beginning segment here on substance abuse su- and t- tobacco substantial sub sub. Words. Yeah, we haven't been on a podcast for three weeks. No, and everyone I don't even know what I'm doing. To do it. Yeah. Uh, let's let's do a little reflection. Um, sorry, Chance. There's a little bit of stuff that, a little bit of just uh, us stuff. I'm gonna talk reflection. about reflection. We should come up with a name for when we instead of having guests on the couch when they're up on the desk. We should have come up with a name for that. I'm gonna come up with something clever here. Give me a second. <laughs> um, oh, bless you. Double sure, bless you. That's a really nice shirt you have on. Oh, it's coming again. Triple bless you. <laughs> All right, we're good to go. Um, Let me think here. Just give me three seconds. I don't have it. Uh, Chance is here. He's at the table. Yeah. What do you think about being at the table versus being down below? Uh, It's it's definitely different. I'm sitting a little bit more upright. When I'm when I'm down there, I slouch a little bit. Slouch a little bit, yeah. But you can see yourself too on the on the TV. So it's a is like, this your third time you've been on here? Or second, third time, third, third time. time. But I think this is your first time on the new studio set, right? Yes. Yeah, with like all with the, the fancy and lights and the switcher and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. I can't it's, wait till we get a fourth camera because it's literally just going to be on a cord, so you can like Vanna White stuff. Oh yeah. Okay, we should we should have like a little rail system in here with like a little remote control and just. <laughs> Is Maybe it, it goes upstairs. Sees what's going on upstairs. <laughs> is it is it like different with these lights? Because obviously, like the three of us are probably used to it now. But I mean, at first for us, it was like, holy shit, those are bright. That's, that's pretty bright. Yeah, yeah. We haven't been able to utilize it much in the last two months as we've been behind. Well, kind of. Yeah. I mean, also like Zoom calls. I mean, uh, that, you're on the Zoom. That pisses part. me. So off. let's listen. Ramsey calls. Ramsey builds his video last week. And then he's gonna he's gonna blame me that I haven't made the thumbnail yet. I, I can see it. I already see his face. 
as to why it's not posted because I didn't make the thumbnail yet. That's exactly that, that's You can post it without the thumbnail. Why would I do that? That's just cheeky. You're just going to have like an entire end of June of just like every day posting a video. There's a lot of videos to be posted, but they're all made. Well, it's been pretty detrimental with the uh, burning down of your computer. Yeah. How? Real question. How long has it been since we've done a podcast? Like actually sitting here and done one? Yes. Dude, it feels like a lot longer. I think it's two weeks. It's got to be longer. It's two weeks. Was it, it was, it was we haven't we haven't done one. Josh. It was Josh Fields. Fields. Oh yeah. But we haven't done one not formal, like where we can just talk. Yeah. Like that was that's of course much more. Like, it's. I feel like it's been like a month since we've been in here and done this. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. And well, the, no, it's been longer than that because we did. Uh, it's been even longer than that because I was going back through because I've been running the podcast and because we did extra ones and then. Yeah. Uh, and we had a part tour. We did that on like the fourth and the fifth. So we haven't done like we've done Josh Fields and nothing between well, per Nick's, month. Well, Nick's was like a it was the fourth. Was like a three hour podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So we had to split that in two. But the one thing that pisses me off about the Zoom is how when we had those problems with my computer not charging that the a first initial time that we were gonna uh, do his Zoom podcast was when we figured out that just running everything through Ramsey's computer that we could see, like they, like our Zoom guests could see what we see, like switching through all the cameras. And we oh, were yeah. like, this is super cool that we just figure something out. And then we're like, just knife to the back to figure out that it's not going to work. There's got to be a way that you can do that, though. It's something. But it's just annoying to me because we use this a little... But you can run back their feed through the switching? Th- yeah. There is. It's called buy another ATEM. How much was that 4K camera that you bought? I mean, it had to be cheap. Oh, the webcam? Oh, yeah. Reason? No, it was, you got it. Yeah, it's and it's like, like Facebook. Bucks. The only... Like, we just mount it on our main camera in the center to and be able to... Like, Zen can and, holds it in the mount. And Listen, our, everything in here is very professional. That's a little... That's like the most janky thing we've had since... Well, <laughs> the shitty thing is like on our Zoom calls... You can't like the the people that we have on like their or video version of what they see. They can barely see Matt and I on the because it's just like these two because the it's just like such a narrow see, lens and you can't see and it's like it just drives me crazy. It is what it is though, I guess. I'm holding off a burp. Hold on. Yeah, looks like it. I don't want to do it in the mic. Um, let's do a little bit of reflection <laughs> on this last this. weekend. First off, a little random do a wrap around. First off, (laughs) Sean picked up the other half. I don't know where he's going with this, by the way. Merch order. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The other half of our clothing line for this first quarter. Well, this would be like the second quarter of the year. Um, You're going to have to stand up. This is the first drop of the mountain. What are we calling that one? The gateway. Gateway Elk. Um, that and then there's a hat that goes with it. It's a it black sure and white is. hat, yeah. and then uh, another color in the mountain shed, and then we got an embroidered. No, that was it. Those are just the three new. So we now have three different um variations of the mountain shed: uh, white, green, or no, yes, white, green, and then Chance is wearing the coyote brown over here, and. We have the hat that Sean's wearing, but now, it's a little different. Now, now, Ours is great. It's got the yeah. same patch. It's it's different. A different. That's oh. a that's a exclusive hat. Yeah, that's a. I was in there. Unless a lot of people want it, then we'll bring it into 
Maybe, maybe maybe fifty six dollars a hat. Yeah, <laughs> um, and then we have an, uh, the gateway hat. So we have quite a good selection. Probably the biggest selection we've had oh, ever. Sure. And you know, obviously, you know, coming soon, we have a, a lot of new things that are going to be. Yeah, Sean's favorite logo is probably coming out in a month or two. Yeah, and then you know, also some outside B and B stuff that's probably going to be on the website soon. Yes. Oh, most definitely will be because we picked that up too. I mean. I mean, we could talk about yeah, that. Let's oh, just, yeah, let's just, just belt it out. So, sorry, Chance. We have a lot of side side panels going on here. You, you can jump in as you want because it's very interesting. Yeah. We, this is a fun company because we can kind of be entrepreneurs. That was a poor... Can you, can you say that, Ramsey? That was entrepreneur. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what... What is an entrepreneur? Yeah. Why? I think I said... I said penor or something. Chance, do you have anything to say about that? I mean, that was just piss poor execution by Riley, I feel like, right? It was pretty poor. Yeah. Good. good. <laughs> yeah. That's my, my favorite thing is like when Chance comes on, it's just like, yep. Yeah. That's trash. <laughs> um. Anyways, we can be entrepreneurs within ourselves. And when we see a problem, we can create a solution. Sean and I and Ramsey have had something on the back burner for a long time that came out of our minds and it was solely based off of need, necessity. We haven't released that yet. We'll get there. We actually just got into the right people to make that happen. What are you doing? Don't Nothing. Just it. keep talking. That was funny. Anyways. <laughs> so we have ideas like that. And finally we had a prop. We had a problem in November and we came up with a solution. That problem being, I shot my elk, got it European. And I was just kind of irritated at the fact that you go to a store, the only option you have for, you know, of course, if I'm shooting like a 350 plus bull, it's getting shoulder mounted, right? But if I Euro it, which may be a more, I would say a higher percentage of people are going to Euro an elk just because the percentage of people that are shooting 350 under bulls. You know, well, I've seen that, that, that's the thing though is I've seen guys that shoot, you know, three forty plus bulls that's still euro, on. right? But, but what I'm saying, I, th I feel like the euro percentage is still higher than shoulder mount percentage. Is what I'm getting at. I would say so. Um, and my irritation was, and I don't know well, if you guys have had this problem. Well, I mean, we've kind of shared it with ourselves. I think it's easier to shoot a shoulder mount where the deer than it is to shoot a shoulder mount where the elk is probably. Ah, that's a that's a tough that. that's a tough conversation to get into there, man. That could spark an entire podcast on that. Sorry, I'm the <laughs> wrong person to talk about that. Yeah, whatever. Well, how many? Okay, let's just ask somebody outside of BNB. How many euro mounted elk do you have? I think four. Four? Yeah. And how many uh, shoulder mount do you have? Uh, zero, but I'm getting that You're one. getting one yeah. back, right? So you're four to one on that. Did you so end up euroing that uh, deadhead that you found? Or yeah. you didn't yep. shoulder yeah. mount it? Find just, a cape for it? Just euroed it. Yeah. Yeah, well, it was probably a lot of <laughs> two shoulder mounts in one year. Yeah. But um, no, no, that it's, it is true, though. I mean, the euro mounts. So anyways, what, I'm, what, I, was, what I was frustrated with, and we kind of sat down and we all had like, you know, it was just like, wow, that is kind of frustrating. The only option you have, and this may be a local problem, but I feel like it's pretty regional. If you want a mount, something to go on your wall for that European, you're 70 plus dollars to mount that elk on the wall. Into an elk for sure, yeah. And so we sat down and I said, hey guys, what can we do? I really like the ideas of these, you know, it's not a, it's not a new idea. It's a refined idea. 
I, I don't like, think there's a I don't think there's monopoly on those though. No, there's not, but I'm I'm not gonna come out and say like we came up with the idea. We didn't come up with the idea. No. We came up with an option for the daily consumer. And I do like these because we have these shadow mounts here. And there is um, you know, and you can we can say it because I don't really care, but skull is a skull hooker. Yeah. They make they're the most well known in the company, whatever. They're the most well known. Is that people. what you've bought, Chance? Skull hookers? Or do you do plaques? I I, I do the skull hookers for deer. And then I also do the um the dead on display. Have you guys heard of that? Oh yeah, 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 definitely. But three of my elk are on the floor because it's I don't want to spend seventy dollars to. That's where I was at. Yeah. So I do like I have came across a guy on a like a Craigslist deal in like Texas. That sounds. Great. It was like a marketplace thing yeah. that made the shadow. <laughs> sure. Ones. That made the shadow ones right, and you could buy them on Amazon, and they're they're decent enough, but they're kind of i'm kind of afraid sometimes um that our stuff's going to come off the wall just because they're, they're really small and they were cheap so i said where can we find an in-between where we have something that's constructed that i can trust in that also is good for the daily and I, like i said i like the shadow look you know of course down the road can we make a long arm one i mean not a problem swivel anything anything yeah and I and we came up with like our own unique design, so it's on the wall. I mean, Some. and we'll see if that pans out too. We may have custom. It's it's like custom. it's all prototype type, you know, type stuff. You know what I mean? So it's like the the cool thing was is when we were going through these the prototype series with the guy, you know, who's an actual, you know, he's an engineer mm-hmm. that has a CNC business on the side. And going through the process with him, he was like, I mean, what did he tell us? He came in, so we were like, yeah, we want deer mounts. Came up with a design, uh, you know, showed us that. And we're like, yeah, that's sweet. And, you know, obviously it's going to work because, I mean, what is a deer mount or European deer mount way? Nothing. And so we got to thinking, we're like the elk. So obviously you're going to have to have a heavier steel on the beam coming out because that hole on the back of the, you know, the skull is obviously bigger on a, on a bull elk than a than a mule deer buck right and so we're going through that and i'm not sure necessarily if he was a hunter and so we you know like he he made the stem a little long things like or wide things like that and it was i mean it's just prototype series we're just going through all this with him and i think he told us when he came he came in here and had a meeting with us and he's like yeah i've i've tested that elk um up to four or 600 pounds (laughs) is what he tested it up to and he's like yeah it holds it and again you're going to be at the mercy of what stuff you're using to put it you know to hold it to the wall right but what he's using which i believe was just a basic three inch screw into a stud it was holding that four to six hundred pounds for the most part because i mean obviously you can get one screw hole into a stud yeah but then your spacing of wall studs i'm not going to nerd out here but you know it's it just doesn't work you know you're gonna have to do some some sort of like drywall fastener which it you can't get away from it unless you have a 16 inch Right mount, you know what mm-hmm. I mean. Mm-hmm. But so for that case, though, I remember having a conversation with him about that. That one screw hole that would hit a stud could hold the entire mount up without the other actual screw in it. Well, and we're still redesigning the elk one, so there might be a chance too where we could take the two screws on the outside, bring them in closer together, and run four. So right. then you have four into a stud. That may be a route that we can go because yeah. you still have that wide plate that's putting your your surface area and spreading the weight out against the wall. Right. And you just have... Anyways, but I guess we'll just get to the point here. We we made our own. 
we had them produced and we had them powder coated. We actually have a, it's like a flat black with a little bit of grit in it. Yeah, it's flat black. So it's like kind of like, like a, a textured, gran- gran- granulated flat black. And then, well, anything with powder coated. Yeah, that was odd. What was that about? Anyways, granulated um, flat black, anything powder coated, you really get that grain anyway. Um, and then we have a gun smoke color as well that's available. Which I actually, I I like it a lot. I, I, I wasn't, I, when I first thought about it, I was just like, eh, on a wall, that might be a little, a little shiny, a little bright, but... No, I think it turned good. out really cool. Yeah. Um, and we may come up with more. We're just gonna, we got to see how they do market wise, and then go from there. But we could do get to a point where they're custom colored, custom and uh, not engraved, but like laser cut out. And we thought the reason we really sent it on this is we had the guy that did this. He's the one who cut out our saw blade on the front of the desk here. And are you done? I'm, I'm having my chair is being a fucking retard right now. Jesus. Anyways, the blade that's on the front of the desk here was cut out by him, and it was done so well that we're like, this can't... I mean, he's got to be able to make it pretty good. And so we just took our ideas, meshed it with his, and then that we came up with... That's what we got. Yeah. So we have Shadow Mount Deer. The Deer ones are out in production. They're out. We can get... We can have it made overnight. So... Made to order. Once we advertise... I mean, this is the first advertisement we've ever done. We've never put them on social media we've never put them on anything so if they sell it overnight we can make another 10 tomorrow not a problem the elk one there's a little bit of r&d like we said because we got to figure out when he made it like sean was saying the little the stems you know it's not going to fit into the, the brain core right where, where you would put it on the wall um but we found a price point for the deer mounts at 25 dollars. we think it's a a you know and, there, and these are things that might go on sale. you might see it for 20 dollars. you might see it for 25 18 somewhere in there just based on what time of the season it is and then the elk one i'm thinking we're trying to be in half Mm -hmm. i mean 35 is pretty much what we're i think we're thinking for that and have you ever seen a a, the elk euro mount that could compete with that price no and i think it'll be and and again it's not going to have like your swiveling and your you know and we will make i think we will try to come out with a long arm one you know just because just get away from the wall a little bit just if it is that 300 plus bull um but for now the way that this one's working out i mean for what it is i mean that's been a goal of ours since since the beginning when we decided to get into gear and and clothing is to make a product and and products that were affordable for the everyday guy like us and uh that's one that we're really you know even our duck calls even though they're they're a higher end duck call comparatively to the other competitors in that realm they're very affordable you know, when you're buying custom calls like that and, cu- and ones with inserts as good as Echo and Zinc and all that stuff, I mean, that's a $150 plus call and we're selling them for 80 We have them listed right now on the website on sale for 75 So, I mean, everything we're doing is just trying to get people into the outdoors with with our stuff and we're, we stand behind it. I think it's all quality product and... I don't, who knows what's going to come out next. Like I said, my little spiel at the beginning here, Sean and I and Ramsey have had this kind of idea that we finally had someone that we could throw the idea out to. We'll see where it goes. But that's 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 a brainchild of ours that if it pans out, it's going to be really cool. Oh, yeah. Um, sure. But yeah, that's all, of our, that's all of our stuff that's on the website right now. And, and I think we'll probably have those deer mounts on there relatively soon. Um. Other than that, we just got done with our first booth of the year. 
Um, we had the challenge of downpouring rain <laughs> for like unseasonably crazy weather in Montana, like four or five days of, I think, how many inches did we get in it? Five and a half. Which is, on. I, we live in the desert. I mean, not like, let, let's be honest. Pretty much. Here. I mean, it's, it is what it is. And uh, we thought we were going to have to cancel a couple times. And we said, yeah, we've already put all this effort into it. We dropped clothing lines specifically for this booth. If no one shows up to it, we're still going to be there. We ended up getting a giant tent, got underneath that tent. Somehow the sun came out just for the cornhole tournament mm-hmm. um, that we've been broadcasting. We did that. Uh, what was your What was your thoughts on how the cornhole tournament went, Sean? What was your experience? Uh, well, obviously that the description of the tournament with within Bowman Brothers was a little different because you know Riley and I went out and did a you know a commentating session, and that was a first for us. But like I said on I think the video, you guys did pretty well. I've heard that from some people that we, you and I did pretty well doing that, and it was, I, I mean, I said it doing it. I was like, you know, like we have sports backgrounds, and obviously we've watched sports, so we can kind of, you know, steal tricks from some announcers that we've heard and stuff like that. But it was, at some points, you know, you're kind of like sitting there, like, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you, I had an absolute blast. That was fun. You and I did. We we really flowed well together. I think doing this for a year and a half is pretty much helped that out a lot but uh, it made me just like i was like man it might be a long time before we get to do this again i i that's kind of bums me out because i did have so much fun doing it um but as far as that went we ended up having 14 or 15 teams even with how bad the weather was uh ramsey ran brackets him and matt did pa stuff really as far as our production went i thought it went pretty much without hitch oh yeah other than me having to uh Stop right in the middle of creating a bracket on the computer and building it with my brain. But that wasn't really your fault. That was someone pushed something on you and it wasn't good and you brainchilded something. I mean, I, I wouldn't have been able to, I don't even know how a double elimination bracket works. So you figuring that out was probably the best case scenario for everybody. <laughs> well, and I just like, I was trying to do this thing on a computer and there's people coming up to me and it's like time to go. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm getting frustrated right now. I'm like, screw the computer. So I just wrote down the first section of the bracket, the winner side of the bracket. I'm like, all right, everybody go play. And then while they're playing, I like try to it. figure out the next part of it. And right at the first, I kind of like spaced the fact that there's losers in the second round that have only lost once. So I had to like make more lines in the bracket. I had an entire sheet of pe- paper, and by the end of it, it worked in the end. It was completely covered with scribbles, but yeah. Well, you would have known if it didn't work, then some. Someone, someone would have said something for someone sure. Someone would have only would have lost once and left, or played three games. Well, the conditions of the of the game weren't great for everybody. I mean, they were playing in three inches of mud. At yeah, some oh, yeah. points, but they battled through. This was a it's another first for us, and another like thing where we're like we have a lot of ideas if we ever did this again, like planning, location, this and that. But I think we did the best with what cards we were dealt. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, with that lower amount of people because of the weather, uh, the booth was a little quieter than we would have anticipated. But it sounds like you guys did okay when I was gone. Maybe I sold quite a few uh, raffle tickets. Yeah, and that was the first time we've been selling the raffle tickets too, which is cool. Um, Now we can go full bore into advertising that. You know, we've kind of talked about a little bit, but now we can really—that's kind of our big summer project—is selling these deer raffle tickets because we have until September thirtieth to sell them. 
and then boom it's right into october and getting ready to take take our winner out and i can i mean that what an opening weekend to to bring someone out and shoot a uh, i mean they're going to be the first ones out there to even have a chance to shoot a deer so it's going to be really cool um and then we have you know more booths that we're going to do this year um a massive one in august that we can't really talk about yet but uh it's gonna be pretty crazy and hopefully we can do some stuff in between uh, i know that we're being reached out to for some uh some weekday local events and stuff like that. So we'll see where that goes. But as far as uh, that's that day as a whole, I mean, I think we did. I think uh, it, it was well. it was good. It went well. It was good. Um, and again, like I, I really do think that uh, going forward, if we could do that again, it'd be fun. You know, something like that. And I think having a media company, I mean, you have to be versatile. Versatile. And I think that it it not only helps us learn that kind of atmosphere if we want to do something like that again, but like live public speaking stuff like that helps us because we've been wanting to do live podcasts now for a while because a lot of people do live podcasts and do very well and you know but you got to have you got to learn the how to be it's so much different than being right here this is easy when you got a bunch of people standing around you it's much different oh yeah but yeah that was uh that was the weekend we did that, and uh, so now we're here. We're finally back, kind of on track. I think we're, we got a podcast this week. We got a podcast lined up next week. Um, another Zoom interview. Another Zoom interview, which was a weird how that yeah that came about, a, that but it'll be cool. Odd. It's gonna be good. Speaking of which, I forgot to email him back today and confirm, but we'll get we'll get that. Maybe Sean can do it right now. Um, but yeah, that's all the current events. You guys have anything else on current events here? All right, let's get into what what we came here for tonight. 25 minutes. We did good. <laughs> well, it's a Lodge Crew episode, so it's not like we're really doing anything too structure. But I wanted to bring Chance on. Lodge Crew member Chance. This is, what is, your, is your third episode now? Third. Yeah. Awesome time. We love having Chance here. He's very knowledgeable in the outdoors, and he's a good friend of ours. So it's really cool to have you here. I thought what would be cool is because when we had you on August of last year for the first time, it was like, or no, it was September. Or maybe in October. I don't even remember. It was after you shot your bull. So it had been it's probably in October. Yeah. Um, we had learned about your entire story, right? And if you guys haven't heard that podcast, make, make sure to go check it out because Chance's story, and we're not going to go through it too much because I want to know about what Chance is up to now, not what we've already talked about. Um, but let's do a little bit of timeline here. Chance's story that we talked about on that podcast started in June of last year, if I remember the story correctly. And so I thought, why don't we have Chance come on in June this year and let's talk about like you're starting the process all over again, I'm assuming. Getting ready for this year, getting ready for and this is the first time us as a whole have got to talk about it's time to gear up. It's time to get things ready to go Frickin as far as by fast. scouting, shooting your bow, um, trail cam stuff. I mean, there's a little bit of the tail end of shed hunting, stuff like that. We're here now, and what a better... I mean, we have no other person that's better to bring on than Chance. And so it's like, let's talk about like where you're at right now and like what you're starting to do right now, and let's get into your process going into this year. So um, why don't you just tell us about like like where you're at right now? Like, what are you doing right now? Uh, so this year it's going to be a little bit different because I'm not, I'm not after like a specific bull or, or buck, but... Like uh, this morning, I went out and set out set up three cameras and 
I mainly set them up just for uh, like scenic views and just cool pictures. But um, probably next week I'll probably get into more like useful camera locate like strategic camera locations. Not or, not necessarily. Was I was my timeline correct on that? Was it June last year that you started scouting for this bull last year? Or was it more July? Uh, it was June. It was June. So do you find yourself potentially getting out here soon and starting your doing your hiking and doing your your trail camera work and stuff like that here coming up soon? Or you already been kind of doing your hiking and whatnot? I've been doing a lot of hiking, but I don't know where all the elk are. It's all <laughs> it's way different this year. Really? Yeah. And that's an interesting thing that we've kind of spoke about too, is like every single year, it, and that's the fun thing about hunting. You know, if you had a place that you could come to every year, go to one spot every year and shoot an elk, I don't think it would drive us like it like it does. You know what I mean? Even at the ranches that we all have the privilege of going to and the public land that you guys go to and stuff like that, it's changing every year, right? The elk are going to be feeding in different areas. They're going to be watering in different areas. They're going to be sheltering in different areas. And there's stuff like predators, fires, uh, you know, loss of water, stuff like that that all affects everything. And we're in the same boat too where it's like we're just going to go out there and you're going to figure out where are they. You know what I mean? Yep. So you haven't seen much is what you're saying? Yeah. Really? Uh, out at that ranch that I hunt, I've seen probably two elk. That's yeah. it? That's it. And last year, the spots that you're hiking into it are like decent, like hot spots for th that time period. Yeah. So that's crazy. Well, and I think that, and if I had an opinion, I, I would say, look at this year compared to last year. There's more water, more places. Cold, cold and very wet. And last year was already starting to get, if I remember correctly, it was already starting to get pretty decently dry and hot already by this time last year. Yeah. Yeah. And so you might find here in a month or so, it might be back to kind of what you're used to seeing. That's what I'm thinking. I think, I think they're just in different areas than what they typically are because of how, because the, um, the grass is green everywhere. Mm -hmm. Right. They're not necessarily traveling to the fields every day. And well, like, I mean, think about it like this. If you look at last year, this time, right, how many fields, how many sections are they crossing through when they're coming in? to that one section that's offering them green grass and nice food and water. Now they have to cross three or four of those same sections to get to that one that you last year, you know, saw the elk in. So it's probably, I mean, it's a, a lot different because, you know, why would you want to walk through three or four sections that offer you the same thing that the one on the other side of all those offer, you know what I mean? And I think the other thing too could be like, if there's an area that is very secluded and they feel safe in that not normally has, you know, maybe this year it has a bunch of feed compared to previous years. They'll probably just hang out there because they don't have to like, you know, run all the time. But so what is your pack looking like right now? Like, do you have, are you as specific as well? We're not that specific either. We just kind of throw what we have together, but do you like plan how many cameras you're going to have out? Do you plan what hikes you're going to do? Are you that specific or is it just kind of figuring it out? Yeah. Um, every time I go to set up the cameras, I'm pretty planned out. But so my goal for today was to set six cameras, but I only set up the three. It's just because I'll do all the e-scouting and then when I get out there, stuff looks way different. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's not worth setting up the, the other three cameras. Are you 
finding yourself trying to hunt different areas this year? Is that why you're kind of scouting a little harder? Or? Yeah, I'm pretty spread out right now okay. as far as like on, on that ranch, I don't have any cameras out yet. Oh, really? Just everything's on public land right now. Oh, very cool. So do you, when you do the public land camera stuff, do you, do you chain it up? Do you no. do stuff like that or? I've no, I've never even, I've never got any pictures of anybody, and I've never. You've only had one person steal well, your camera. Yeah, it's, it's he, you're not, <laughs> you and Matt aren't out there, so he's not worried about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've never had because I always wondered. Uh, Josh, a friend of the podcast, they had a public spot that was actually kind of highly trafficked, and they had this wallow that they always had the camera in, and every year they'd get thousands of pictures and never have anybody bother their camera. So I always wondered how that went because you hear about guys back east and stuff like that people be taking cameras and stuff like well, that i mean it's probably not even just back east but you just gotta like you gotta assume the worst when you're doing that right yeah i just understand I mean, like how do you feel about like if someone was to find your camera and if they had a reader like us just looking through the pictures putting the sd back in it and leaving it how would you yeah. feel about that there's not really much you can do i mean well you wouldn't really know if they did that besides having a picture well, would you have a problem right? would you have a problem with someone doing that i wouldn't like it you wouldn't. I put all the work in to go. Yeah, yeah. Set that up, and and then who knows if they're gonna turn it back on, right? Yeah. Right. Well, I was wondering more public land because private land that would definitely upset me because we. I don't know if you've heard Ramsey and I's story, but last year and Sean, Sean was involved too because this is a place he hunts too. We we did all the camera work on this other place that we go to. Yep. And where was I going with this? My bad. Um. You guys are looking at me, and it's really throwing me off. We did all this camera work. You guys actually had quite a quite a bit of oh, some really some really thing, good yeah. pictures on it, and some stuff that people probably didn't know because we did the legwork to get into these spots. The one camera that's out, kind of, you know, in an, a public access, not public access, but like you'd have to look for it though. To find you have to look for it, but it's in a spot where like if someone's you wouldn't find have it, to look very hard. No, no, no. The other ones you have to get oh, out yeah, and no, like no, no one's gonna find them. Yeah. But this one camera, the one time that it had like 70 elk and one giant bull on it. And it was on video too. This is the best part. Yeah. I don't did you hear the story yet? I haven't. No. So this is the place that we ended up losing last year. Well the landowner one of the landowners. It's it's in a trust, and there's. Do you, am I okay to talk there's, about this? Yeah. Okay. Um, there's like four people involved, and we had permission from like two of the four or something like that. I don't remember how it worked, but there's one person that runs the entire trust that came in and basically just threw a fit and said no one's going to be on there anymore because I don't know what the reasoning was, but we we didn't do anything wrong. It was just they didn't want people. Just the fate the fate of like how the world's going. And they tapped into our camera, and they were going to, like, they generally, I feel like they were going to use our use pictures our footage. for for realtor and for guide, like, to to promote. Um, they, they had set up some, like, and tell me if you've ever heard of this before, but apparently there's somewhere online you can go as an out-of-stater or a Montana hunter and pay, like, a certain fee. It's like a land access fee, and then you can hunt it for a certain amount of time. Yeah. So that was what they had it set up for, self-guided deal. And I was genuinely like, I was mad. I was like, I'm gonna, th I'm gonna send these guys like a, a cease and assist, or, or I'm gonna sue them if they use our pick. I mean, that's our property. Yeah. Am I, I'm not wrong. And it was literally the one time that we ever had 
Like, like a, I mean, it was it was probably like 15 to 20 head of cows come in and then just a monstrosity of a bull for that area walking through behind all of them. And we're like, seriously? And there was a lot of good deer pit photos. On, I mean, that was the one camera you guys were getting. Surprisingly, never had Ramsey's buck on there, but... Um, we didn't have his buck good. On there the was good. At all. There were shooter bucks on there. So seven, like seven cameras out there didn't have my buck on there. And of, and of course you can get like those turkey. That camera had turkey pictures, elk pictures, mule deer pictures. Some really sweet. I mean, some of the coolest footage I've ever seen of a bald eagle. That was that was golden cool. eagle. And that was so, yeah, it was a golden. So yeah, I get where your frustration could lie in like in someone like that. You know. But. So what is your if you were to put it in a percentage out of 100 on your e-scouting to your actual scouting, I mean, you're doing a lot more time on the on your phone slash computer looking at areas and then going out and trying to facilitate what you've been looking at on the computer, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's... I feel like most people don't use that, especially on public land, where like they're they knowingly going to hunt a certain mountain range. And they look and they find an area that's like, oh, you know, you know, on a 2D map that looks like it's elky, you know what I mean? And they're like, I'm going to go there. And then they go there and it's just a different situation, different environment. Is, is you know, a lot of times though, when that happens, a lot of guys find like crazy shit, like, like a good bear spot or a good deer right. spot, find, like looking for elk spots, you know? I mean, we ran into that too with the, with the public mountain range. shot your elk? Yeah. I don't think. I mean, I'd never hunted there. You probably really never hunted that. I've hunted lower section. I've hunted that area a ton, but I've never gone that low. Isn't it yeah. fun to be back on hunting? We haven't talked hunting in a long time. Probably it's since been January. It's been. It's fun to be back. Um, I guess my next question for for Chance is like, what? So you talked about you have different goals for this year. Like, do you have personal? Like, do you have like a like a a physical goal? Or like what what is what are you looking for going into this year? Honestly, I, I just want to help my little brother and my dad get one. I love that. I love so, that. Is your brother shoot is he shoot archery? I just got him a bow. Okay, cool. I got him a Hoyt uh Torex. Yeah. Oh, nice. What are you shooting? Uh high line. Okay. Um so and he's able to hunt archery this year? Yes. Well that's and, that's and he drew the archery permit. Oh man. And so did my dad. So, really? So you really, I mean, personally, you're probably not really too gung-ho for, you'd rather get well, them. When, uh, I would say he'd probably wait and see until I don't always get he me, gets into July, at me like August like on he, camera, right? <laughs> I will see what happens with the cameras. But. <laughs> are, you, are you getting them into like uh, calling, things like that on their own? My dad can call really good and my little brother, I don't, he's never tried it, but. I probably will, yeah. Something so to start. This him. is going to be interesting. If you remember his story last year, it was all mainly solo hunting. Uh, do you see any obstacles or challenges or anything maybe that might help you with running three guys now out there? It'll probably be two, like... I agree. One-on-one. On one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my little brother, he doesn't know... Like, he doesn't have the knowledge that I that I do, and like stuff that I do automatically... He doesn't really right, so it's hard. It's like it's hard for me to to um like foresee what he doesn't know in like situations, right? Because you know it can definitely be hard because like so I feel every time get, I try to teach someone to fly fish, you get into a situation and you're like, it's probably because you you like turn around and go, why you know like 
inner thought wise, you're like, why is your bow not drawn? You know, or like, or, you know, why are you not looking in the right direction where the elk are coming and like things like that, like for somebody that's been in situations like that can be so frustrating because you like turn around and you're like, why are you not ready to shoot right now? But you're going to have so much fun over a three to four week span of like teaching him everything you know. Uh, Yeah, he'll, he'll figure it out and just got to be patient. How old is he? 13. 13. That's going to be badass. I love that. It's, it's a frustrating and a amazing time all in one when you take somebody out like that. It's gonna be really cool when Owen gets uh, set up archery wise yeah. and gets to go out. I mean, that's something I'm I would be looking forward to. Which I'm really glad too for like him because you know talking with him and having him on the podcast and him just being a part of BNB, he uh, like he really wants to get in like the elk calls. Like he really yeah. is like he went out and you know like a few months ago talking about but like he's 12 years old. So he's, he goes out and I was like, Hey, you gotta, you know, learn how to diaphragm call because you know, that that's my opinion. It's, it's versatile for, for being an elk hunter. And so he went out and just bought the first diaphragms he saw. And then, you know, he comes, comes the Brobdy days last weekend and, and is, uh, we're like, Hey, you know, here, here's a call. Like this is a uh, try it out. And who knows between the, whatever generic call he bought and what, uh, you know, the, premiere calls that you know we like to show off and you know he sounded good and it's just nice to see somebody that young be able to like dive into some like a task like that because my opinion it's not easy to be able to just pick those up and start making noise you know what i mean it really is difficult and it's cool to see somebody that young just try and like take a passion into it yeah and i think that he he's someone that um he loves hunting a lot, so and I, I think he looks up to uh, you know you, uh, and so I think that he'll he'll just if you get him a bugle tube, I'm sure his parents are going to kill you here at the, by the end of the, the summer. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, that's going to be really cool, and I I kind of get that when I guide and stuff like that, and like when I get to take out people that normally don't get to go. I mean, not that I mean your brother's clearly a hunter like yourself but i'm just saying personally like you take people like that like we just took that turkey hunter out there i get more enjoyment out of that anymore so i could see like that's going to be a cool change for you this year and of course you're, you're gonna be able to do your own hunting too yeah yeah is he uh is both guys like your your dad and your your brother are they gonna be able to keep up with you on the on the foot miles or oh yeah 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 they the terrain like in the areas that we go it's not bad at all yeah. Yeah. See, if I was on top of my podcasting right now, I'd like pull out and I was like, well, Chance, we got you something here. And it would just be like a package of life straws. Yeah. <laughs> and stuff. Like, you're not going to have to worry about that. This year, you're going to be able to drink off the side of the road. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> Never know. I bought Sean and I life straws. Yeah. I, I got the, I got um, Amazon. You can get, there's a water bottle that comes with a life straw in it. And I got one of those that's at the house just for, it's already there, you know. I'm never gonna how much use it. You going into your scouting, right? And I guarantee you there's a majority of people that aren't going into scouting for elk this early as you are. How much lighter is your pack now versus September? I'd say it's probably heavier. Really? Yeah, because I got at least six cameras in my pack. I got 64 ounces of water and then water. <laughs> this guy ain't messing around with this water no more. <laughs> water filter. It's a uh, a Katie Dine. I think that's what it's called. 
Is that the one that like you can turn it on and it like runs the water? It's a pump. Oh, it's a pump. Okay. So I think Dad has one like he that. He does. Yeah. yeah. We've used it before. Screws onto the top of an algae. Ever tell you about the not to interrupt Chance's story, but ever told you about the story about when we were on a hike and I've never told you the story. I'm gonna tell you real quick. So when I was like 14 or 15, uh, I was in Boy Scouts and my dad was tasked with like setting up the hiking. There's a hiking merit badge and you have to have like a certain amount of 10 mile hikes, 20 mile hikes. I don't remember what else was part of it, but he had to set the courses up. So we went up there camping and he's like, hey, let's take this. There's a trail that's on the map. It's supposed to be three miles. But like what we would do is to get those 10, 20 miles, you use the three mile like pretty trail and then connect it to like a main road that goes for seven miles. So you can get that 10 mile in. We was like, let's go check this one out. It looks all downhill. And we get to, on this trail and it's never, it has obviously hasn't been maintained in like 30 years probably. And uh, so we're climbing over deadfall. Like it was brutal. Like it was actually like hard, like intensive work, especially for like my mom and dad who were like at that time, probably in their like upper forties, maybe fifties. And we're going down this trail. We're like two, three miles in. It's taken like three hours, four hours. And uh, we run out of water. We run out of food. So dad had this air filter thing, air water filter thing. We used it like once. We found this little tiny creek with like little tiny. I thought he bought that because you guys ran out of water. No, I'm pretty sure. I don't think he had it. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe he bought it because of it. I could be wrong. Maybe we just almost died of not having water. Well, we finally can see like where we're supposed to go because it's this big valley eventually. And start walking through these willows and shit. And we're going through and I'm like, finally, we're going to like make it and someone's going to pick us up. We'll. We're walking through these willows and I hear this tree branch crack next to me and out like falls and rolls in front of me a bear cub. And I'm like, and it's like screaming. I'm like, oh my God, like, what do you do? So we like sprinted across this creek, ran up the mountain, got so off track that it took us like another five hours to get back to camp. Like people were like freaking out and stuff like that. But uh, I've never like been in a camping situation where i was that like thirsty and hungry and i you might be right that might have been the punchline of story dad bought one of those filter things out. yeah that that's what it was yeah but yeah i was a crazy i always look back and i'm like dude I, never in my life have ever like walked like i've never been hunting and like ran into a bear you know what i mean like that way like up close like that i know you've had your grizzly experiences and stuff like that but sean didn't even see his grizzly uh, well not at first <laughs> but that's all that matters I guess. Well, if he, he sees you before you see it, it's going to, you're going to fight it. No, I'm not going to fight a grizzly bear. Yeah, but you guys have like the luxury of like, you don't hunt anywhere that has grizzly bears. That's not true. Okay. I, I know that the mountains you go to. Like, not, we don't hunt anywhere where there's thick grizzly bears. But you're never going to see one. I should take Ramsey to my old elk spots. No, that's all right. I don't know. I'm not saying you haven't. I'm saying you currently don't. Do you hunt anywhere? With thick bear population, yeah. Um, when I do black bear hunting, I go south of Livingston, so oh, yeah, it's yep. uh, yeah, you see some tracks, you're like, that's not a black bear, <laughs> definitely. Is that where you go? No, it's fairly close to an area that I've been to before, yeah. That, that's always fun though, when you're like out there, you're like, oh, you know, maybe you see a black bear off in the distance, and then you're like walking in a muddy creek bottom, and you're like, that's. 
that's not a black bear print. Oh, that happened with me and Josh. We were like on our bear hunting trip, see all these black bears. And then we dropped down to this creek bottom and are like climbing out. And we look down in the one patch of snow and there's a bear track that's like this big. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it's not it's, a It's black an eerie bear. feeling seeing, seeing just even the prints. I mean, truly, because you're like, you grasp the size of the animal. So and Josh took me to this place one time, right? This is the only place I've never, I'm going to tell you right now, I've been to one place my entire life hunting that had grizzlies. Takes me to this place. Actually, I've been to more places fishing that has grizzlies than mm-hmm. hunting. Takes me there. And he's like, yeah, this place was kind of found out because, um, I forgot how the story went. Anyway, you're keep just going. having an off night. Dude, I'm, having night. A, I'm having a rough night, but I will say, uh, that I've only been to one place ever in my entire life that I hunted and there was grizzly, po- possible grizzly. The, the only thing I can tell you is you'll know because of the smell. Oh, yeah. I believe it. I believe it. Which so, is nice because, like, I mean, the area that, that uh, you know, you guide and things like that, there's, is it a zero population area for grizzlies? Oh, for sure. I would say. It I mean, is? Would there be a, I don't think there'd even be a wandering one, would there? Probably not. I mean, I mean, obviously we. I'm be honest with you. Up until like three years ago, I didn't even know there was black bears out there. So, well, yeah. I mean, we've seen now. Have you seen two black bears out oh, there? I've seen at least a dozen now. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I was gonna say like that. It's almost fifty percent with me for the times I've been out there to see it. No, granted, the one time I saw like seven at once, but. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you guys are also getting some new predators moving in that area, right? I mean, you guys saw. I've seen I've seen seven wolves and I've seen wolf um like tracks and kills. Have you seen times. anything out there resembling that? No. No. Yeah, dude. It's bad. I wonder I just it they're so they're bears. tricky, man. You got to think of like the like wolves and I mean they're they're like kill zone slash area they're living in is so Huge. big. I mean, it's wild to yeah. think. Yeah, and well, you know what's crazy is like the amount that there actually is over by where we live. Oh, yeah. Because the people I've been talking to recently, that they've really been seeing a lot of them. And it makes sense. You know, I would say in 10 years, they're going to be as far east as like Mile City and stuff like that. If they're not already there. Well, you never know. I mean, they're so migratory and, you know, it. Just like I guarantee you, and by 2030, we're going to have fucking pigs in Montana. Heavily, yeah, they're coming. Down I mean, heavily. we do now, but we don't have them heavily because they're so they're such a invasive species. I, I bet you they'll be. Could you imagine pigs in Broadview, dude? Oh, that'd be so freaking cool. That'd be crazy. Like I don't know, like nothing could nothing could kill it besides humans. There's nothing in our in our in our plane. I don't know. Are, I don't know. That area alone, a coyote could. You think could, a coyote would mess with a hog? I guarantee you. Probably a small one. Yeah. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. They'd probably devastate the the population growth in a sense of. Can you imagine how bad it would be in the agriculture? Who though? even? I mean, does anybody here know when? Like, wh- when are pigs breeding? Do you? Do you? I think year round. Is it? I genuinely think it's year I'm round. The, I'm the Google guy. Yeah, you go so look I that suppose. up. I, um, we've gotten severely off tangent here talking about wild so. pigs. I, I mean, I think it'd be crazy because there'd be no season on them, right? Because they're non-game, non-game yeah, species. They'd be just just like cows. I like to shoot one one time to see if they taste. I heard, I mean, just like kind of wild turkey, in my opinion. Not, I don't, obviously not as good as a butterball. But I've never had wild hog. I'm curious to see what it tastes versus a year round. Year round. Yep. 
Yeah, because they're so like it, it says here. Unlike ma- many animals which adhere to seasonal breeding, wild hogs like humans breed year round, and piglets piglets can be born at any time of the year. Although births tend to peak in the spring and fall, a sow is capable of breeding s- at six months and can have two litters a year. Yeah, that's so I mean, what, they can have like six to ten. Pigs I think that's why they're a problem is because yeah. they can just keep reproducing, 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 but. I'm trying to think of where I've heard they've been in Montana. I think it's like the Canada, I, the Highlands. No, I heard they came. I've heard personally. Name one from, of the big valleys. Uh, Milk River. Well, no. Milk River for sure. But I've heard they've been down into Lewistown area before. Yeah, what's that? Or not Lewistown? There's something called like. Uh, I want to say it's over more by like Dillon or like something. Bitterroot like Valley. No. I'll have to obviously do some more research, but there's some valley that people are like, yeah, they've been in this valley. I mean, is that? Is that something to you guys like? Because you guys go out hunting, you know, and you like, let's say you're deer hunting and you go out and you see a coyote, you're going to shoot at it, right? Flathead Valley. Is that what I'm thinking of? And it's been confirmed? Yeah. How many? Uh, I see the one. The past 12 months have grown to nearly a dozen. So there's not a lot. No. That could be bad, though. I mean, 12 pigs is bad. Well, I mean, you gotta, that could be 100 pigs by the end of next year and then 1,000. As long as, you know, the. But how do the pigs fare the winters? That's what I would care. Well, that's what I wonder. Well, they're uh, they're coming from Canada, so obviously they have to be able to bear the winter, right? Yeah, I mean, you'd have to think so because the winters they, up they there get, are probably because like, they get hairy, can't they? Yeah. they get, like, oh yeah, not fur, but like, but you, like even like the ones you see in Texas where guys are going out shooting them on like videos you watch and stuff, they're hairy and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't true. I mean, they have to be, as the Jurassic Park quote goes, well, life will find a way. Yeah. I like that movie. Is that Sean, Sean Connery doing that? Or? Life will find a way. I can't do it. That was Bane. My name is Sean Connery, and life will find a way. That was good. I actually watched, uh, speaking of Tom Hardy, I watched a movie of his that I've never seen last night. You ever seen Mad Max? Yes. Weird, but really, actually. You've never good. seen that movie Never before? seen it. Weird, but like, I liked it. It's weird. He doesn't have very many lines. No, but like, it's kind of weird because they like worship like, V8s. It's kind of kind of weird. And they like spray chrome on their mouths. It's, it's kind of weird, but I liked it. Yeah, everything's all about gasoline. Yeah, yeah, gasoline. Yeah, is that the water? I don't even remember. I watched it last night. I didn't understand it. But all right, tangents, tangents, tangents. Um, I don't know. I don't. I I think that uh, to answer your question, um, as far as pig hunting would go, if I genuinely mean this, if pigs tasted good which again i don't know if they do i would probably hunt them quite often you just talk about how nice and clear it got when i shut sean's mic off well he's got a good mic now so we can't talk shit about that i just i don't know why it's doing that so what other is there anything else other that you're preparing for right now going into this year just other than trail cam stuff or anything like that No. No, nothing different than last year. You just got down to a science now or what? Well, I think I think that every year, but then everything changes and then I gotta relearn everything. So what compared to like last year, what what time of the year did you find yourself really like adapting and like going more hard? Was it more August time or like Well I set up the cameras in June and got a, a ton of pictures, good pictures. And then July, they disappeared, and the tore all my cameras down. And then 
And then Riley took your cameras down. Yeah. And then, but then August, August, everything picked back up. And so let me give you my, when I've always looked at, and of course, like every year, your theory on preseason um, scouting and strategy like changes. Five years ago, I wasn't as hardcore as I am now. Right. But I've always looked at it like, why, like, it's hard for me to justify going on scouting right now because their horns aren't established, right? Obviously, I've learned that's not the most important thing because obviously throughout the next six, eight, 12 weeks, you're gonna, they're, they're going to grow and get to the size they need to be. But what's more important is seeing what their habits are, right? Well, it's going to, honestly, it's pretty early right now. So and it's going to change. It's going to change, yeah. But I was like setting them up. I was going to say, do you find yourself just setting up in June because like it's just, you like doing it? Yeah. Yeah. It, when I'm at work and I got cameras set up, it just gets me through, through <laughs> the week. There you go. So you can get out and check your cameras. Yeah. Hey, when you're out on your adventures, Chance, do you find yourself getting hungry? Yeah. Have you ever considered yourself to try a, Right on track. What yeah. would you, you call these things? A ready to eat meal. Yeah, a ready to eat meal. Yeah, I, I eat the, um, the other brands, but I like I, how he did that. I like how he caught himself right there. Yeah, he did. I am gonna order some with you guys' promo code. Uh, so if you guys would like to use the promo code Revolution twenty five twenty five at checkout, you can be just like Chance. You can check out the right on track meal, and when you're out in the woods. And you're on a 10-mile hike, and you're starving, and you're hungry. Curve that hunger with some right on track. Is that you, Rams? Commercial. Right here. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that was that was kind of funny, funny, funny deal there. But um, what, what are you eating out when you're doing your scouting and stuff? Is that what you are doing is using a jet boil or a, a pod or something like that? Or are you just eating whatever you can? If, I, if I'm going in far, like eight miles... I will bring something like that, but if if I'm just going like a mile or two, I'll just bring some jerky and like a Reese's Big Cup. Or, oh, or dude, I, fuck, I, I mess with a Reese's Big Cup. Yeah. Oh, that's it. You know what? I had a buddy do, Sean. Tell me, if you guys are just. I've never done this before, but I was like, it's actually not a bad idea. Do to go buy three Subway sandwiches and cut them up and throw them in his pack. And that's what he would eat all day. I just don't know because they get so soggy. Oh, they do. That's the worst thing about packing like sandwiches and stuff. Even if you like saran wrap, do all the good stuff. Like, man, they still just get so dang soggy. You know what even does it like surprisingly? Like PB and J's get like nasty too. Dude, Uncrustables is the way to go. If you're yeah, because they don't get all, they don't like soak into the bread. They must put like a lining or something in there. <laughs> some, some like chemical. <laughs> <laughs> it's not natural processed food. I mean... I've seen, and I've told Ramsey this too, as like I'm wondering if this is something that we should get into. And I don't know if you've ever seen any of this chance, but like Remy Warren, like what he does with his uh, meal prepping essentially for hunting is he'll do like, he calls them fruit roll-ups and it's deer meat, elk meat, uh, you know, whatever. I mean, that guy shoots all species. And basically what he does is he takes them out and he dries or he rolls out really, really, really thin, like skin-like meat and rolls it out and dries it and then wraps it up and puts, you know, like nuts, raisins, like all that kind of stuff into it. And it, 
literally looks like a fruit roll-up when he pulls it out and he just eats that. And I can imagine that that thing's got... What's well, got all the nutrients and protein? I mean, 30, 30 plus grams of protein. It's probably got, you know, plenty of sugars in there. It's got, I mean, everything that you need out there. And I mean, that's just like, that's taking your precautions and your preparation to the next level because you're using what you spent your energy and your time on the year previous yeah. to be able to use that energy from that animal to put it into the next one in that, yeah. you know, in that well, year. Ramsey and I used to do that quite a bit with like, when we get uh, our limits of geese, you have your three-day limits of geese, you'd get to that 10 pounds probably. Um, we'd take it in, get goose jerky made, and then we would use that goose jerky on most of our like hunting packing trips going forward. Um, But what I'd like to get out of the habit of this year, because I'm going to say historically speaking, and I think that, What's really nice about Ride on Track is they've given me personally a new perspective on like how to handle your food, like your food intake on the trail. And what I would do historically since I was a child, since I could could spend my own money, how about that? So like 17, 18, whatever, 16, is when I was going hunting, you know, if it was duck hunting, deer hunting, whatever, run through the gas station on the, that morning, get a bag of jerky, like, and just Fuck, essentially junk food. We'd like to tell you about our friends over at Right on Trek, a new company that's innovating the outdoors. You know, they for sure are innovating the outdoors, like backpacking meals. I mean, they do... They're available nationwide now in stores, which is super cool. Everybody, you know, across the nation can get, uh, get their required meals they need for a certain outdoor adventure the cool thing that they're doing over there too is you can go to their website and you can whatever fits your individual need for calorie count you know how many days you're going people exactly the number of people that uh, you got going on your trip they'll, they'll help you through that um you know some people may not be uh very you know, keen on what food to bring, things like that. Right. Um, another bonus they're doing at Ride on Track is they got uh, they got snacks that are, you know, they're with each meal. It, exactly. They're that was a shock to us when we're seeing that because we, you know, we've dealt with some competitors and things. And well, it's funny because they're like, "What is? Do we add the cheese or do we just eat the cheese?" Right. Because we had a cheese stick on ours, and you know, they got a bunch of other things they're putting on you know, different meals. They got jerky, tuna, uh, I mean, nuts, crackers. I mean, all that essential high dollar protein that you need on your outdoor adventures. Um, they're another thing that separates them, which is really cool is they're fresher ingredients. And it's, it's truly like you're cooking in your kitchen on a Tuesday night, getting ready to go to work the next day. Uh, you, it's not just add the boiling water to the meal. It's, you can sit there and you can stir it, get your chef boy idea on all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and it, it's, it's, it's a cool experience and it was fun. It was definitely fun for us. Um, they, you know, also one thing that you guys got to check out too, is they are, they have a, uh, Mac and cheese rated number one by the backpacker magazine which is super cool we have not tried that one yet but we are all we're going to yeah we're definitely going to try that 
Now, the other cool thing that they're doing at Ride on Trek, it's called the Wilderness Edge. And basically what that is is a 24-hour, 24-7, excuse me, automated vending machine. You can walk up, check out everything you need. You can even reserve it in advance online. And so what you can get there, you can, it'll support your backpacking, camping, hiking gear, uh, bear spray, meals, uh, essentials, lighters, towels, all that good stuff you need for all your trips. Their first location for the Wilderness Edge will be in Glacier National Park, and it is going to be between the airport and the park entrance. They just wrapped up construction at the end of 2022, and they'll have some pictures of it later on in the spring. They also, if you are a guide, they offer a delivery service. So if you're within a 500-mile radius and you're a guide, you can set up with them to where they will deliver everything you need for clients and whatnot right then and there. If you'd like to get your hand on some Right on Trek meals, this is the best time out of the whole season. All of their meals right now are 14 to 40% off, uh, which is their 22 lineup. So they must be getting ready to gear up to, to, give, to bring all of our audience even more um, amazing meals. If you guys are first-time buyers, make sure to use the code REVOLUTION25 at checkout to get 25% off your first order. And if you want to get to the website, you can go check out all of our social medias. Our link tree has the link. Click on the link, go there, put your meals in, get your use your promo code, and uh, you'll be good to go. So um, other than that, we have it uh, posted on our website too. So you can get linked from there too if you're trying to get to the website, get straight to their meals, use our link. Um, and yeah, that's right on track. With, with the price of jerky anymore, it's like it makes it so unrealistic. It's like $17. So that's why I'm thinking like either you now our meal prep has kind of really helped me understand food, but like you can't really meal prep into a pack, right? Ask Riley how easy his meal prep is. Oh, because Ramsey does it all. No, I'm just saying, no, no, that was a serious question. I wasn't talking about like what we do on a day-to-day basis, but if you wanted to do a meal prep situation for your pack. Oh, uh, it makes it way easier. But could you, could it stay good in your pack? Oh, yeah. I don't know, man. I would kind of worry about it. The, I don't know if you want all that weight. I mean, that's yourself. that's why the, the 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 rehydrating food is is the way to go because it's so light. Yeah, I could see that. And uh, I you mean, know, for if you, you get a, if you get a run on trek meal, it's very tasty. My my problem is, and this is like gonna go sound really crazy and 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 out of pocket because I'm you know right on treks our number one dudes, but. Like, I'm the kind of person where I don't want to have to stop and cook up something every time. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want ready. I want something that I can pull it out, eat it, and keep going. You know what I'm saying? And so that's why it's like, I don't want to have a pack full. I want this for when it's like 1 o'clock in the afternoon. I've stopped doing what I'm doing, whether I'm hunting, fishing, whatever, and I can sit down and eat it. But, like, when I need something that's like, you know, you know how things get when you're out, like, hiking and shit like that. You want to eat food, like, periodically. And I've, I still haven't discovered, like, what do you do? Jerky is the only thing I can think of. Um, granola bars, like the snack bars and stuff. Me and Sean usually. Heath bars. But again, That's funny. I mean, I guess if you go to Sam's Club <laughs> and you, like, buy it for, like, several weeks, you could get big boxes of granola bars and it's not, it's not very, oh, like, super expensive. <laughs> what? He just, he just derailed my train there. I was what was your train? Said. Me and Sean last week when we were getting ready for uh, broad few days, we were talking about Heath bars because, you know, that's one of our big staples. Is that why there's an Amazon purchase of like a giant case of Heath bars? 
on our Amazon. I bought 24 Heath bars, the king sized ones for hunting season. You bought them for hunting season? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was, Why uh, Heath bars? Of all they're things. just so good. You, I don't even serious? know if I've ever had Heath bar, to be honest serious? with you. What is it? You know I always have a Heath bar in my pack. Oh, you've never given me one? Nah, I don't believe that. Have you ever had a Heath bar? I've had a Heath Blizzard from Dairy Queen. It's not that good, is it? I don't like it. Okay, don't, <laughs> don't, you, can't, you can't compare the Heath Blizzard. No, no. It's the same Heath. flavor. No, it's not. What What Here, is the flavor? What is the uh, it's what chocolate is in it? on toffee. Oh, I don't like toffee. It's amazing. You don't That's even not, know what toffee is. Is you, it you coffee? Heard, no, no. No. Are you serious? Nope. Is it not coffee? Is that where you're candy? going right now? Coffee is toffee. <laughs> you feel special. I feel like it's just because it sounds the same doesn't mean it is the same, you idiot. Okay. So what is it then? What is the, what is the flavor of toffee? It, it's essentially the nectar of the, the gods. gods. Yeah. Yeah. I disagree. I you feel like it doesn't a, even sound you good. Pull to up me. A, a disassembled Heath bar on <laughs> computer. <laughs> just, just your dad was always a Snickers guy. Oh, huge, huge Snickers guy. Fun I size. Sti- this one story. We were uh, out west of town where we don't go very often, and we went on this hike, and I'm like. I keep hearing this noise behind me, and I'm like, what the fuck is this guy doing behind me? And I'd like turn around, and I'd see him pop one of the little fun-sized Snickers in his mouth and roll it up, put it in his pocket, and keep going. He did that like six times. I'm like, dude, how many Snickers bars did you bring? And he opens his backpack. He had one of the Halloween-sized bags of Snickers in his backpack, and he was just mallet on him. Your dad will always be like the... Like the poster boy for just like no awareness on sound when you're out hunting. It's, oh, well, just, he's deaf, so. It's just, all right, dude, the deer are gone, I guess. <laughs> You've been crumpling up fucking Snickers bars for 30 minutes. <laughs> dude, dude. Do you have do you have a go-to snack that you always bring with you on hunting? A Reese's Big Cup. Oh, yeah. What, 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 oh, is, yeah. The, what is the theory on the Big Cup? Because it's more Reese's. You like more? It's more peanut butter. Reese's. The, the peanut butter to chocolate ratio. Is, it is Reese's, is Sean. There's no such thing as Reese's. I also like a big cup over a regular cup. And I like the peanut butter because there's more. But it's not my favorite Reese's. It's not my favorite Reese's thing. So dude. at this point, Reese's. Do you think? Do you think you could substitute with just bringing a jar of peanut butter or no? No. And some. No. <laughs> they get in a car wreck and then someone puts chocolate. Shut up. What? The family guy skit, sorry. Oh my god. Sorry. Um Officer Reese's. You know what I'm talking about. I know you? what you're talking about. Yeah. You know, this conversation has strayed so No, far. no, I love being on these food conversations. It's great because we can really dive into how Sean wants to get to his quiz right here, now. but we have plenty of time tonight. I'm on plenty of time. Unless Sean has to go home tonight. Um I was I'm Chance, talking about, you gotta go home. <laughs> He's good to go. He probably doesn't even have to work tomorrow. Or to, to be honest with you, we're pretty much <laughs> ahead of schedule. You God. don't have to work tomorrow, do you? I'm on night shift, so it don't really matter. Oh my God. How do you do a night shift? Wait, are you supposed you? to be sleeping right now? No, I'm supposed <laughs> to be awake right now. Oh, so this is good for you. So we need to be up for like another four hours. Is it uh, what is what is your what is your shift? Seven to seven. That's so actually not bad. I mean, how do you sleep though? I mean, I want to know. That just sounds you get some blackout blinds for your room. No, I sleep like a baby. Really? As soon as I as soon as I hit the pillow, I start breathing heavy. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then it, it just I can just feel my eyes close and then that's it. Well, you're probably working pretty hard that twelve it's, that twelve hours. It's hard work, yeah. Jeez. Got night shift. I just How many days much. in a row? 
This week will be four. Okay, okay. I thought it was gonna be like ten or something. It's, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. Four on, three off. Five on, four off. Or, How does that affect your like normal? Like, cause you just started this, right? Not too. Long. I mean, not recently, but like a little bit ago, right? Yeah. It's weird because whenever I want to go do something with my friends on the weekend, I'll be off like during the week, and everyone else is working, so it's it's different. But like, I've always looked at like a night shift as like. Like, what the hell do you do? Like, you sleep all day, so how do you get your, like, things done? But, but you still have X amount of hours. You're probably, you're probably sleeping, like, 8 to 3 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So you can have, like, 4 to 7, I guess. God, that's a long day. A 12-hour 12 hour, 12 hour day is, really takes out a lot of your... We don't notice it after a while. Yeah, you probably get pretty used to well, it. Well, since I started my journey... I worked the weirdest, like, I worked, like, 16 last week, and then a 12, and then a 10, and then, like, none, and then a 12. It's weird. It's the joy of being self-employed. I love it more than anything in the world. This has been the best decision I've ever made in my entire life. You could work 28 hours straight, and then take four days off. You know what I did today, Sean? I worked six hours, and then I took 30 minutes, and I played in my garden, and then I went and worked another four hours. I could have done that. I could have done that in my previous life. No. It's amazing. It's great. And the dogs are out a lot more now. Yeah. So, you want to know what Benelli did today? I had a bag of soil that rest up against the fence. And while I was in working, she uh, pulled it through the fence and there's just soil everywhere. It's, huh. a, it's just a tyrant. She's quite tyrant. the heathen. All right. Let's take this quiz while we're here. Sean really wants to take this quiz. I was going to say that. I, am I, I switching to the. Go to your quiz. Go to your quiz. Yeah, I'm, not gonna, to I'm not going to cut your quiz. We're doing this fucking quiz. I just want to say that a rhesus. Did I say it right that time? I think it's called an outrageous is the best thing they make on the entire. Planet. I don't have It's any a bar answer. and it has little Reese's pieces in it and then caramel and peanut butter. And it's, it's fire. It's the best one. He went from Reese's to Reese's pieces. What is it? Reese's pieces? No. Yeah. So there is something called Reese's. Oh. What is it, Sean? It's Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces. I would literally... Can we get, can we get, a, th- can we get a third party, non-biased on that? What is it called? I always call it Reese's, but... So you should probably shove it up here. Here, let's just ask Siri. How do you pronounce Reese's? Here's what I found. That doesn't help me, Siri. Here's how to say it. People tend to pronounce Reese's one of two ways, either Reese-E's or Reese-Is. The popular chocolate brand is, in fact, pronounced Reese-Is, named after the founder Harry Burnett Reese's. I don't really care. No, let's just let you know that you're All right, let's do this. Here we go. So this is brought to you by Ramsey Radio Voice. Off the wall. Trivia Bliss.com. Are we doing this as a team? Trivia Bliss.com. You guys ready? We're the teams. No, we're, we're all we're all we're all one team. We're playing oh, against okay. nobody. Here we go. First question: Which state has the largest deer population? Now it doesn't show the answer, correct? No, it, it no. It has not tell the choice. A. Texas, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Michigan. It's Texas. It's, it's Texas. It's got to be. It's Texas. One hundred percent. Land area alone. Right. I feel like it's Wisconsin. I'm. I'm st- I'm sticking on Texas. Hey, you should you should keep tab of who gets the most right answers here. Okay, we do can you have do that. Piece of paper. Oh, we can just do it. Who's a pen? Or you keep track of your own correct questions. I'm saying Texas. 
Texas. Wisconsin. What were the what was the other two options? I'm sorry, I can't read. Pennsylvania and Michigan. I feel like we've taken this test before, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think we have. I'm gonna go with Texas as well. Okay. So show answer. Texas. Ah, Chance. Uh, so we all have one. Chance you chance. suck. Yeah. <laughs> Next question. In what year was the first recorded fee for a hunting license? And the last one's 1905. I'm going D. D. I'm going to say C. It's D. I can't read them. You have to read them to me. 1783, 1864, 1889, 1905. 1889. I'm saying C, 1889. So you guys are both 1905? 1905. All right, let's see. Show answer. 1864. Oh, oh, wow. How long has the country been a country? 1776. Are you idiot. serious? I thought that's when Christopher Columbus came over. Oh, my God. It's just, he's trying to be a fuck right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, I'm one for two. Your chance is over two. <laughs> I have one. What is the biggest animal that can be legally hunted in North Moose. America? Bison. Bison. Oh, that's true. Bison. I'm saying bison. Is, bison. It, is this pound for pound? Yes. Okay. Bison. Everybody's saying bison? Shut up, UFC guy. Jesus. I'm hungry. The bison sounds good. What? What is it? The answer is moose. There's that. So is, I technically said moose, and then you guys not, talked me. That is no, no. not peer true. pressured me into Google bison. that. That is a hundred percent not true. There, I, think you, I think they're multiplying height by weight, though. What is it? I, what does the question say? What is the biggest animal that can be illegally hunted in North America? It's the bison. A bison weighs more than a moose. Uh, maybe they're talking about height because height they, the moose would win. They would have to say that. Unless moose are like the biggest North American land mammal of all is the iconic American bison. They're incorrect. Yeah, this is we're correct. Two for one. Maybe (laughs) two for what did you say, bison? I'm two for one. You're two for one. Chances on the board. We're all I'm two for one. Chances uh uh one for one for two. One what did chance say bison? Which of the following is not a method of hunting? Baiting, bow hunting, hunting with dogs, shooting with from a vehicle. I'm gonna just say D. A no, I'm just D. D. Everybody's gonna say D. D. Which is false because you can get uh, handicap. Handicap. Shooting from a vehicle. Wow. Okay. Next one. Uh, three correct. Which president? A. Was an avid Roosevelt. Hunter? I'm gonna have to read the answer. A. These, these are child answers. A. A. Oh, he's just gonna go with the group. Okay. All right. So I. Uh, Barack are... Obama. <laughs> I'm four four for one right now. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Chance, you're bringing up the back with two for four. He's three for four. What you Which, two for two, right. two, two. Two. Oh, my bad. Which animal is not hunted for its fur? Beaver, raccoon, bobcat, squirrel. I'm going to say squirrel. Yeah, probably squirrel. You got to be squirrel. I would go I'm squirrel. Squirrel. Yeah, saying squirrel, Chance. All right, here we go. Yeah. Okay. Wow. This is... Which of the following is not a type of hunting dog? A beagle, a boxer, a setter, a pointer. Mm, boxer. For boxer. 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 Are beagles like well known as like a yeah. hunting dog? Really? I'm going to say C, a setter. You retarded. What is the answer? Boxer. Okay. Irish setters are like world renowned. I thought boxers were. Yeah, I think like people use Irish setters more than any other. Mm. I just wanted to be different, you know. What is the most popular game bird in North America? Turkey. 
I'm going to say pheasant. No, turkey. Is turkey on there? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's turkey. Gotta it's got to be. got to be turkey. I'm going to go pheasant. You're going to go pheasant here? Yeah. Oh! God damn it, I should have changed my answer. Wow. I think that brings chance back up to playing field here. Yeah, I'm five and two. I'm, uh, I'm four and something. Four. Four and three? If you're five and two? You're, you're three and four, and I'm five and two. I'm no longer keeping track of my I, own. I thought I had four. Four, five, four. All right, so I'm six five. and two. Four. I got four. I got the pheasant one wrong. I have four. And what year did the United States ban whale hunting? <laughs> I have uh, 19... It's a whale. I'm going to say B on I'm, this one. I'm yeah. going to say yeah. 1940. I'll go with that. Chance? B. B. What? Wow. <laughs> what? <laughs> what was it? 71? Yes. Very recent. Okay, so... Well, that makes sense because... Uh, wasn't... I? Th- yeah. That makes sense. I'm, oh, it does uh, make sense. I'm a foreign. Uh, I'm not keeping track. It's too much. Foreign. Uh, no one wants to care. No one cares. I'm four and four. Four and five. I'm four. And f- you got to no. have nine. No, I'm not there. four and five. You're five and four. Then. Five and four. Yeah. And chances. Four. I think four chances. Are. Which state has the longest hunting season? Alaska. That would make sense. <coughs> probably year round. I'd probably say Alaska. I'm gonna go Louisiana. What? Wow. Virginia. That's crazy. Okay. So what are they? Six and four. I feel like Montana has a pretty long hunting season. Like, really? I'm like, five about and it. five. Year five and five. Auger. You can hunt August. Four and six. six. You can oh, basically shit. hunt August to May every year. In, in Montana. Elk shoulder season starts in August. Yeah. There's no. Now, obviously, things end and start between there, but like you have uh, wolf and lion season to start, and shoulder season goes to February now, and then you have turkey and bear. You can hunt August to May every year. Yeah, that's that's question. That's yeah. Which of the following animals can be hunted at night? Raccoon, all of the above. Possum, coyote, all of the above. I'm gonna say all of the above. D. Everybody. Oh wow. Seven and four. So that puts me at six and five chance. If Riley and I are six and five, chances five and five. Five and seven. Yes. No. Yes. It should be five and five and six. Five and six. Okay. For what animal is the term trophy hunting most often used for? I'm going to say white-tailed deer. C. Uh, you read the being white-tailed moose, bighorn sheep, and buffalo. Uh, I would, I would agree with C. Bighorn sheep is definitely a say, trophy. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking bighorn sheep. I'm going to go A. I'm going to be different than the rest of you. I kind of want to say white tail, though. I think I'm going to say white tail. I'm going to say white tail. What? <laughs> I feel like this is... How is that a tra- I mean, people really going for the horns on buffalo? I don't... I'm not a buffalo hunter. How many antler points does I put in for buffalo this need year? to have before he can be legally hunted? That's a stupid question because you can shoot spikes. A, it, it would be four though, because most places are branch bull if they're anything. I mean, I'm gonna go Montana law here. I'm going with one. That's not an option. That's not an option. What was your option? Four. Four. It's four because that would be four. two on each side. Yeah. Yeah. Which of the following is not an endangered species? The Galapagos Island a tortoise. Whooping crane. C. How do you know that? Those are different than a sandhill crane. Those are highly endangered. I've never seen one. Are they? It's got to be the bison then. I'm going to say, what? 
I said probably the, the falcon. The, the ferret. I'm going to say ferret. What kind of falcon bison. is it? Paragon. Oh, dude. We Sean and I, Sean found a fucking falcon. Was it a falcon or a hawk? It was a hawk. Giant ass hawk. Fi- and fighting another one. Yeah. Yeah. It was wild. All right. Pick I'm going to say the ferret. So Chance was wrong. Holy so shit. Well, maybe everything else on there is... Keeping, I'm look, keeping look, my look answer. Look, look, you, look guys, <laughs> you guys talk me out of it. I'm keeping it. Google guy, look it up. Which state has the highest percentage of hunting license holders? Oh, it's going to be like Kansas or some shit. Texas, I'm going to say. Oh, that's probably a good guess. I I have to say Texas here. South Dakota, no. Well, it's, it's definitely wrong. endangered. It is? Yeah. The, yeah, there's... Because it... And the regulation says if the highly see, endangered whooping crane is one of the most spectacular birds in North America. This is bold. Do they look that much different than a sandhill? Can I see one? They're are they white. white? Yeah, they're all white. All right, I'm gonna say Texas. I'll go Texas. Uh, what was the question? Has the highest percentage of hunting license holders? Uh, South Dakota. Chance. I'm, I'm, I'll go Texas now. Oh my god! Wow. For South what? Dakota? Like waterfowl? Pheasant? pheasant? It's like the biggest pheasant. What would you say it's the biggest pheasant state in the United States? Easily? What uh, What are we on now? That was question 15. And it's also like the south end of the prairie pots too, so it's a big I'm, waterfowl. I'm nine and six. I'll, and then whitetail. You guys aren't keeping track anymore. No. Which organization? Or, organization. Organization was founded in 1961 to protect wildlife. Be- what is it? I can't read it. Yeah. The wildlife Foundation? Be- yeah. Although Everybody. I feel like the bottom three could be considered. I'm going to say not, uh, B. Federation. Chance? It's, it's B. Why should just, what are we doing here? Not doing very well. What is no. it? It's C, World But two of the questions fund. so far we've called bullshit on and they've which, been wrong. So Which of the following animals is not a game animal? Does it say a pet? Striped skunk. What Raccoon, gray squirrel, or red fox, or a striped skunk. Let's say a pelican on there. No, no. I'm guessing because I'm playing of- wounded here. This is my flu game. I can't. I have no seeing abilities at all. I'm gonna go with skunk. Same. I'm gonna say uh, red fox. You're dumb. Which animal? Oh, okay. You can't no, just no, no, no. think Montana. I'm gonna say gray squirrel. I'm gonna say gray squirrel here. <laughs> Give me that. Give me that. So have seasons for skunks and Yeah, I think you have to. Do you have to have a trapping license to kill a skunk? I don't know. I have no idea. What is the minimum caliber rifle that can be used to hunt deer in most states? Twenty-two caliber rifle. <sighs> Never heard of a twenty twenty-six caliber. They have twenty-six and twenty-eight nozzlers. It's mm. a six six five is what it is. Mm, really? That's a twenty-six caliber. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I guess I'll say 22. I don't. I guess. I'm pretty sure you can hunt with a 22 caliber. Hmm. Yeah. Which state has the most deer per square mile? Kansas. Wisconsin. That's not an option. I'm going to say. Rhode Island. Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Pennsylvania. Wisconsin. Oh, my. 38 deer per square mile. Seriously? That's quite a bit, actually. You should ask Brett. It's Mississippi. Oh, what? I can't read it, dude. Don't I thought... you have contacts in? No, I don't have any. I have nothing. Does that make you? Which of the following animals drive? can be hunted I with a crossbow? Here, here. 
I'm going to say all of the above. I yeah. I agree with that. That is a terrible. Which country has the most hunters per capita? United States. New Zealand. I'm going to say Ireland. No way. What are they hunting? Chance, Potatoes? What are you saying? Canada. I'm saying Ireland. Ooh, Canada's a good one. That's a good guess. Homeland. How is it Ireland? Homeland. What are they hunting out there? Leprechauns and fucking potatoes? <laughs> Jeez. They have yaks out there, right? Well, they, they have, yeah. uh, what are them? All right, three more. Harry things. And what year was the first issue of the Field and Stream magazine published? Not an option. 1913. Let's see. 15? I'm going to say... What's said? I'm going to say 1905. It might be later than that, to be honest. Is there a later option? 1895. Is I was going to say Is that. there a later than 1915? 1915? 25. I'll do that one. It, we already... It's 1895. <laughs> Jeez, I can't see. What Stop are the on. two most popular types of rifles oh, for deer dude. hunting? No. Lever action and pump action. Bolt action and bolt lever action. action semi-automatic and bolt action. Pump action semi-automatic. Ooh, but, but pump with shotgun? <sighs> I should be getting my 30-30 here in a couple weeks. Oh, I'm going to say that. B. I am too. Yeah. Did you have to order it? Riley, no, what's your answer? They have to ship it. So what's what? your order? What's your answer? Uh bolt action and lever. No. Uh what was the pump option? Pump uh, pump action and semi or lever and pump. God, I honestly my real answer in real life would be pump and lever ac- or uh, bolt action. Okay, so he's A or B. Bolt. Bolt. Yeah, you lost here. What does a Bag limit refer to how many trash bags you can minimum bring? caliber rifle the amount hey what's hey yeah that's stupid okay last one what does skunked mean are you serious when a deer smells a hunter and runs away when a hunter is unable to kill an animal when a hunter shoots an animal and only wounds it when Sean goes hunting when two hunters shoot the same animal actually wow it's the B. It's A. No, I'm just kidding. It's B. Oh, they should have had something clever in there, like yeah, when a hunter. All right, that was stupid. Look. That was a, that was a that was a really uneducated quiz. I feel like. Yeah, let's get back to the the action here. That was really stupid. You guys want to talk about Reese's again? No. <laughs> I kind of want one now, though. Dude, I I'm starving. I could eat like. Uh, good thing I got that orange chicken at the house. You know what? It sounds good. It's like a meatloaf. Orange chicken. Dude, I made some bomb. What did Sean have for dinner tonight? What did I have for dinner? Uh, elk tacos. Really? Yeah. What we had? Uh, Nothing. We had, well, for lunch you had elk today. Yeah. Pasta. How much elk do you eat, Chance? Not a lot, honestly. Really? I've been pretty lazy with cooking. I eat a lot of jerky. Oh, when you work 12, 50 hours a day, it's kind of hard to... You eat a lot of jerky. Huh? Yeah. You make your own? No. Not... not. I didn't last year, but... Have you before? How's that bowl tasting? Pretty good? That's pretty good, yeah. Is it? Yeah. I always... I wonder about like when they... Because there's always that stigma of like young, old, young and bowl. I don't think it's all bullshit. I think it's all about how you take care of it once you kill it, right? That and he wasn't rutted up. Like he wasn't, uh, like he still had fat. Oh, yeah, I get what you're saying. Hey, so did my bowl. Now that I think back on it. 
I think your bull was kind of getting pushed down the, the <laughs> ranks for breeding. Not saying it's small, no, but there's I, I a mean, lot of was, bulls was, out there. It was not. I mean, was, there's a lot of bulls out there. My first bull, yeah. It's all good. <laughs> Sean. Oh, that was so do you have anything else like what what um to, to kind of finish up our whole talk about preseason stuff here it's like i said it's, it's fun it's the first time in the first day of this year we've had I, I haven't even thought about hunting that's so weird but uh like where are you at right now in your what me? are you doing right now me and sean just found out we don't have to haul a camper up to where we're hunting this year so that's pretty cool are we committing to that I'm currently trying to remember what Brett. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We should definitely commit to that. Well, and we have a lot of things with Ramsey and I having, you know, sheep tags is yeah. is a different different animal that I, we've got growing here. But I honestly think most of our scouting trips will be up to the fucking area that, high elevation yeah. i don't think we'll spend a whole lot of time just because the area we're going to for elk hunting we've been to well i've been to so much that i think i can kind of get a taste like if we go out there one weekend and kind of see if we can figure out where things are at but we're gonna have to spend mo- at least a month worth of weekends up in the higher elevation trying to figure out if we can find some well some rams. and the biggest thing too is like with our elk hunting you know, public land mountain ranges. Realistically, our first goal is we're going to get in and go to a spot that, you know, we've killed elk before right. is the biggest thing. And so, because, I mean, why would you, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it type thing. And it's not somewhere that you can just leave after work and go do a quick scout, check the cameras type thing. So, you know, with that, it's it's it becomes hard for you to be able to, you know, like, dissect an area like that to be able to truly judge where the elk are and so looking you know into the future it's one of those things where it's like well we've killed elk in this area so we're going to hunt that first and it'll more than likely be a thing that we make a game plan decision to switch areas and you know like units within that that mountain range is the type of thing because I mean, it is. It's just really difficult to be able to go out and do a ton of scouting in those areas. And and then the same point with dad drawing a rifle tag for Narnia. Oh, I forget. I always forget about that. I'm going to be spending a lot of... Scouting on him. A lot of camera hours. Like, I could give two shits about myself. I mean... I don't even know if we'll, you know, hopefully come, you know, in a a couple months when we find out if we draw antelope tags. But I don't even think we're going to hunt antelope there because of... The situation that we got going on. No, oh, no, we'll go west. Yeah, if we, if, we if go we, there anyways, there's bigger antelope. True. If we, well, right, but I'm just saying, like, you, staying off that property is well, something. and it just kind of worked out. Last year we had the archery tag, and then halfway through the day when it got hot, we just put our bows away, go throw on the orange, grab the rifles, and go antelope hunt in the afternoon. Yeah. I mean, it was two birds with one stone kind of deal. Yeah, I mean. Do you, do you, like Chance, when you look at like your area that you hunt in, do you, well, let's look at it like this. So you have your, your dad and your brother that have the tags for that area. Are you worried in any sense that your, you know, preseason scouting could change 
elk migration in any way or like you know if you want to go in and kind of bust animals out like is that something that you've ever thought of in a sense in your area yeah um there's not really much you can do about it i don't think it really affects them that much well and we kind of take the same thing but i just try to stay out of their bedding areas and you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Do it from a little bit of afar. There's strategy to not busting shit. And we do that a lot, archery hunting. It's like, if I'm not going to make a move, like if, if I'm not making a move on this bull, I'm going to back out quietly. I'm going to get out of there. I'm not going to go be reckless. You know what I mean? Well, I think like, you do the same thing with it's scouting. A, it's like one of those things, though. It's like you're, say you're archery hunting in September and it's, you know, getting close to low light you've been going after a bull for an hour and a half trying to get it into an area after you've been hearing him scream and scream and scream. And then you hear a bull scream, you know, in a different direction at low light, you're not going to go after that bull. Right. Cause you're thinking, well, I'm going to, I'm going to pull out, I'm going to stay back and I can go hunt this unit in the morning and be able to, you know, figure out if those bulls stay in there, which they typically do. I mean, let's be honest. That's, that's, just your optimism that you have as a hunter that you're like, they're going to be here in the morning. So I'm going to pull out quietly and I'm going to come back and hunt this unit. And I mean, it's a, it's truly something that you got to have in your toolbox to be able to do as a hunter, because you don't want to go in and just blow shit up. Right. Yeah. Sorry. I had a brain. I was going to say something, but I had a, Total derailment there. They're good. I'm a, I have a different year than I had. You know, last year it was all about just trying to make it happen, right? Well, I'm only one of like... I'm going to be the only consistent hunter out this year. The only one. The only one that drew. And so I have... You know, I want to I want to see what I can do. You know, I want to get my inner chance and uh, see what I can do out there and... I've already, I really always treat shed hunting when I'm out shed hunting. I kind of treat, I treat that a little bit like scouting in a way, you know, because I'm, I'm looking not only for horns, but I'm looking to see where the elk patterns are. And then of course what they're doing in the spring is not what they're going to be doing in August, but I like to see what's out there. Um, but I'll be out there more this summer than I, like I'm going out next week for two days and I'm going to probably put up cameras, probably start putting out cameras next week. You know, a question that I'd actually like a good question for chance would be at what, like, give me a play by play by your summer into, into the early fall when you're getting like geared up to, you know, take your bow out for a hike. What time frame do you switch your mentality from the scouting to like, okay, now I got to start like being able to diagnose areas where I know is going to be a high population of elk, where they're going to be, certain times of the day. I mean, when do you make that switch? Well, last year, pretty much the, I located all the cows and the little cows stayed in their area and like in the same area all summer. The bulls were kind of further north and pretty much I just figured that if I hunted further south, the bulls would come that way. And that's exactly what they did. 
I don't know if that answers your. No, it makes sense. I mean, if you're no. if you're uh, gonna hunt animals in their breeding season, you better figure out where they're gonna the, be. the women are gonna be. It's just like be human. <laughs> it's human ideology. <clears throat> but I get what you're saying too, where you were just like, where do you go from like when you're doing your 20 mile hikes and all that to like, okay, I need to start focusing on specific areas. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think even what we were doing too, like it, it started, to, it was, it was all widespread scouting. And then that first two weeks before hunting season, it was like, we need to stay here and scout here. You know what I'm saying? And like, this is where we're like the elk are in the next two weeks before, you know, an opening starts, they're not going to move out of here anymore. So we're going to stay here and look, you know, that's what I was doing anyways, but. Well, I mean, can you guys agree that it's, it's relatively tough to, you know, like the areas that we all hunt and any areas is a vast environment for elk. And it is, and we hunt Montana. (laughs) It's really, all of it. it. Realistically, it's difficult even on an area that you've hunted for five to 10 years to be able to pinpoint per year without the scouting to be able to go out and go like, okay, I know there's going to be elk in here. And you may be right. Majority of the time. I mean, I know Ramsey has a moose spot where we go and, in, in you know, the public mountain, public mountain range where he's like, I guarantee we come around this corner and there's moose. And I mean, he's 50% every time. And, but I mean, when you look at it and like elk scouting, I know it's like so difficult because you go to an area and it's like, I have, let's say you've never harvested an animal or an elk in that area, but you go there and you go, I know there's elk in here. I've seen them. I, I you know, I know where they want to go out of here, but the difficulty is, is when you go there and how many times you're, you're stopped. I mean, you just like, why is there no elk here? We have a spot up in, in the area where, or in the mountain range that we hunt all the time. And it's like, why is there no elk here? There's mm. beds everywhere. There's elk sign everywhere, and that's just such a devastating thing as a as an elk. Uh, I think as far elk. as that area goes, there's just so much area that they could be on a ten day cycle. They might only come through that area one time every ten days. Yeah, but they hang out in it for that entire day, and it makes it look like they're there all the time. They're right. big cycle creatures, and I think you and I've had spoke off camera about that many times where. Because, you know, you were having trail cams where they're only coming in one or two days a week because um, they're doing their cycle. Yeah. They're Every up. Saturday, they're coming through on that fence line. Uh-huh. So have you been able to, like, map? Uh, I mean, I don't want to get super specific because it's tough to do with wild animals. But, I mean, as far as, like, uh, timeline throughout the day, um, you know, like, the month and everything like where they're going to be at on that property that you hunt have you been able to do that that's pretty random they don't the only time that i've ever had them like doing the same thing every day is when they're coming down to the cornfield but they haven't done that for a few years so it's pretty like even the water holes some days they'll be some days they'll hit them, and sometimes they don't. I don't know how to. Uh, it's it's tough to hunt an area that has multiple like water sources and food, right? Because I mean, it's just you're guessing. Yeah, but even but like, I mean, think, where you guys are going, there's multiple water and food. Think about you as a person. When you're hungry, and you don't know what you want to eat, you just move along 
down the road until you figure out what you want to eat. Let's say they have two or three options. You think elk are that picky? They're like, mm, I want some clover today. No, I just think that they're going to be walking along and maybe they're like, oh, let's go to this water hole today. Or they're going to be like, nah, that's too far of a walk. Let's go over here. You don't know what they're thinking. I think I think it's more. Go ahead. I think a lot of, a lot of what happens during the day, like predators, um, the wind, I think that all affects what they do. Because yeah. especially in our area, the elk use the wind like, like that's their main. Yeah. Well, think about this. I mean, like you—you're not an animal, an elk, deer, whatever. They're an animal that has to be on high alert all day long. You know what I mean? So, like, even if it's nothing, they may catch like a scent in the wind, like you're talking about, and they might peace out. It might have been, might have been a fucking squirrel. You know, you know the, what I mean? A stinky squirrel. The greatest way I've ever been uh, explained, like how elk operate, is like imagine you out in the woods, butt ass naked. How scarce are you going to be seeing anything? Right, I'm looking for vulnerable. Yeah, like the vulnerability of that is intense, and that's what they go through twenty four seven, three six five. You know what I mean? That's how I feel when I'm out there and I think about aliens. I'm just like on alert. (laughs) alert This is not the conspiracy theorist podcast, but no, No, I think it's cool. I think that uh, I think we have a pretty good outlook. And like I said, I thought it was cool to have Chance on here to be like, "Hey, where are you at right now?" And it's cool to hear that like you're kind of. I mean, like I said, you're you're hunting for yourself, but you're really kind of you know looking for how you can help your brother and your dad be successful with your, and which is a big Bull Mountain Brothers like slogan. Slogan. You know, I mean, like I, I love that. I, that's the coolest thing I've heard this year so far, and um, I'm more than excited to see how your season goes, how your brother's season goes, and of course we'll stay in touch like we always do. But uh, um, it's time of the year, boys. It's time to get uh, get ready, and uh, we'll be. I, I'm actually surprised. Have you been shooting your bow a little bit in the yard? Me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've probably shot, I don't know, maybe about 100 arrows already. I think we'll be, well, I need to get mine restrung. I've been putting, this whole May fiasco really set, screwed up I know, my you're ear. scaring me, though. What? You're, you're, you both, well, Ramsey's has been tailing you, but it's been, you've been scaring me a little bit. About what? That if I want to get, because I've been kind of contemplating that I need a new bowstring and... With the time, you know, the... the well, we need to do it, like, tomorrow. For I know, but I don't know if I really want to get one, and then you're scaring me with, like, well, if you don't... If you need one, your lead time's five-plus weeks. Oh, if you need one during season, you're fucked. Yeah. I'm good. I'm kind of scared. I don't know if I should just go in and do it or not. I mean, it's not... Well, and the reason I really want to do it is my string is in decent enough shape that it's a great spare. That's why I want to get it done. You know what I mean? And then I have that great spare in my in my bag at all times. I know where I I wax mine every time I shoot it. Yeah, well, well, there's still. I mean, I mean, when you you shoot hundreds and hundreds of arrows, it doesn't matter if you wax or not. They're gonna. Uh, it definitely extends the longevity of it. Yeah, but not by a, a lot. Uh, but that's where I'm at. Is I want to have that. I don't want to be in the situation where I'm at this year, where and and I have a malfunction on the bow and I can't do anything about it. Yeah. But a new bow. My D ring has yeah, been a little bit. That's something to do. It's always been a little bit droopy, and I've always been worried about it. I mean, seriously, we'll like have someone fix it. Just retie it. Are we switching to thumb releases this year? Absolutely never. I don't. Have you been shooting your bow yet this year? I haven't. Me, I haven't. I haven't shot once this year. And I, I think we'll probably, you know, because what I started doing last year, and it's going to be different this year because I'm going to be in home. <laughs> Uh, but I can go shoot whenever I want now. But Josh and I used to every 
every day at lunch we'd go shoot. I'll probably start that up. I I took my bow out of the case because I was going to shoot this last weekend and it rained the whole time. Saw how dusty it was and I almost cried a little bit. Well, I just like the 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 reason I've been like I've already put a hundred arrows downrange is because you suck. I just <laughs> I gotta get your muscles work, worked out. I don't. Uh, that was a Continue what you're saying. Continue what you're saying. Anyway, it's just one of those things where I'm like, I'm sitting there at my house. I have the option to shoot at my house. And I'm like, it's like Saturday morning at 730. And I'm like, what else am I going to do? Drink coffee and sit on the couch? I'm like, I'll go drink coffee and turn a little Zach Bryan on mm-hmm. and get a little Western Oklahoma on smoke show. Yeah. And so I just, I go out there and I just shoot. I mean, I'm only shooting 20. <coughs> I haven't gone over 20. I think it's perfect um, for this, this season, but I mean, a hundred arrows at 20 is way better practice than no arrows. You know what I mean? So oh, it's, yeah. how big is your group now? I mean, it's my, my 20 is it's pretty, pretty dialed. It's pretty fantastic. Hey, I'm a firm believer of that's as far as you need to go, dude. If I, I, I would, I strive for 20 yard shots. Like that's the goal. Oh yeah. But I also, I'm, I'm, I mean, I don't know if chance is the same way on this as somebody, cause we, you know, we have so many conversations about shooting our bows, but are you like somebody that is, I mean, personally I am, but uh, somebody that can be very like, you're as um, confident at 20 as you are at 50 or 60. Is that the type of person you are? I like to shoot at 60, 65. It just makes everything way easier. Right. Yep. Because it's a scary, I mean, look, I mean, realistically, 20 yards is close. Like shooting a bow. 30 looks like it's a mile away. I mean, then you're just going up that's my my august i'm usually like i i i stepping stone yeah august i'm not shooting under 60 yards and when i'm practicing well it's it's tough though because i mean seriously like getting from 30 to 40 and then you're when you get up into 50 60 looking through a bow scope i mean that's a what i mean you know what i mean (laughs) just misspoke being but i mean looking i mean seriously like that is a long ways. Oh yeah, I mean, but sixty yards is a poke. Yes, sir. Well, you have anything for us, Chance? No. It was great to have you on, as always. Um, I like I said, I'm very excited to see how all of our seasons pan out, and hopefully, we can get some. I'd like to do some fishing this summer. We need to get out and do, do something. We keep talking Absolutely. about it. We never do. Um, but as far as B and B goes. Uh, God, I mean, check out our new clothing. It's it's the, should be all on the website here soon. Just trying to get, we're busy, we're busy dudes, and it's just been hard trying to get everything going, especially with me changing, you know, occupational roles and stuff like that. And Ramsey has a new job and stuff like that. It's been it's been hard keeping keeping things in line, but um, we're making we're doing good, and you know, our good partners over right on track and Rocky Mountain Hunting Calls has been cool, kind of just getting to know them and continuing that relationship. But check all those companies out. Check out our new clothing line. Um, our new gear should be here pretty soon, speaking of our mounts. Um, but other than that, I think uh, we're good to go, right? Yes, sir. Well, as always, catch you on the next one. See ya. Later. Thanks for listening to another episode of Bull Mountain Brothers. Hey, if you're looking for more Bull Mountain Brothers, be sure to follow us on TikTok and Instagram at bull underscore mountain underscore brothers and Facebook and YouTube at Bull Mountain Brothers. Also, don't forget to check out our B&B store at BullMountainBrothers.com where you can find some super sweet deals on some seasonal merchandise and outdoor gear.